0: Listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown.
1: Well, surprise, surprise, no Rob Anderson today. Uh, we uh, certainly. Certainly thinking about him, I think he is uh, on vacation, and uh, I hope it's sunny and not as hot as it has been here, wherever wherever he may be.
0: Uh, I hope he has zero humidity. Well,
1: you know, that's Oof. probably what I should have said. Awful. It's scorcher.
0: Awful.
2: Yeah. It's a scorcher.
1: We do have a special guest, although we're not going to uh, ask him to read the news. We are going to ask him to share some commentary on it uh mark lambert and we'll tell you in a little while while why mark is on the show but mark thank you for being here and joining us today
2: yeah thank you all for having me yeah it's honored to be here
1: thanks um well one thing i wanted to share uh if you listen to the podcast every week like you like you should uh then you certainly know that we have been um you know, we go on THV's Divine every couple of weeks to cover a different topic that's important. To Arkansas Farm Bureau. Um, uh, two weeks ago, we took a live cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, a live bull, a mini bull, uh, <laughs> on there. And when we showed up yesterday, the faces of dis or Tuesday, when we the faces, the disappointment on the people's faces for us not having a live animal was was very real.
0: It was. Uh, it was a good segment, though
1: yeah yeah so we we got to talk about something that's pretty exciting which is um the backpack program that arkansas farm bureau participates in across several if not all counties uh in the state and the reason i bring that up is because you know obviously we're on the heels of back to school or in some cases already back to school Uh, but i had to ask the i had to ask the question i think of rob last last time we were on here you know are we talking we talk about backpacks are we talking about school supplies Mm -hmm. and uh i learned that we indeed were not we were talking about food backpacks that go home with kids yes mark are you familiar with this program
2: Uh, are those clear mesh backpacks or (laughs) uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm familiar it's it kind of provides provides meals to those that that need it yeah i know uh what was it uh john deere place they were giving away a, a autographed edition uh gator yeah for the backpack program yeah a raffle so yeah Yeah. well it's funny
1: that you you mentioned clear or mesh backpacks because one of the things i learned on this segment was the reason that they use backpacks is so it's a little bit um i don't know it stands in you know or or doesn't stick out you know it's, it's a little bit you know it for 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 kids who may not be, you know, yeah, you know that's something that you probably don't want everybody knowing about. Keeps them
0: from being embarrassed uh, about <clears throat> whatever situation they might have at home. And, and, and they don't, you know, they don't need that. It's, it's a big deal yeah, for a lot of these families. Cause it's, that's the only meal they're only place they're really getting food.
1: Uh, yeah. It's from school. And uh, so and the, it, the, I think that, I think what Jenny was saying on the segment is, the purpose of these backpacks is to sort of fill that gap of the weekends or Absolutely. holidays or yes. days where schools are, school are is out. What's super cool, and the reason we were talking about it is um, your Farm Bureau membership, forty dollars a year, uh, helps cover that. And and that's that's you know when you are a member in your county, in my case it'd be Pulaski County, of course. But um, that money, uh, you know, you are you are working on the the backpack program in your county. Um, yes. not necessarily five counties over or something like that. So yes. anyway, we had some fun on the vine as we often do. We asked Adam and Ashley to, uh, race, have a race of filling the backpack up. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that segment, uh, you can check it out on our Facebook page. Very Twitter. Fine. Yeah. yeah um, fun. and they, they raced, uh, someone cheated. I'll, I'll let you guys watch to figure <laughs> out who that was. Um, <laughs> you just Jenny, right? Yeah. 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 What, what were you gonna say? You didn't go on there, did you? Uh, no, no. I just show up and hang out in the background. Um, so anyway, uh, that being said, Mark, one of the reasons we've got you here is uh, the Arkansas Legislature has been in special session this week. Uh, have you been involved in that?
2: Uh, we've we we've been down there monitoring a few of the bills that uh that have that that's kind of been going uh that were on the. A uh, special call for the e- extraordinary session there. Yeah. So we were uh, we were down there, um, walking the halls and and making sure everything was smooth and so we can get back to our members. Good deal. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and dive into
1: the news and I think we're going to cover one of the things you guys are working on. So I'm glad to have you here. Um, so we'll kick off today's stories with a bit of news that could positively impact arkansas farmers and ranchers and small businesses uh uh, thanks to having mark here mark is the newest member of the government affairs team as as we as we told you we we would give a little bit more insight um just a bit we're going to have a conversation with mark uh, about his new role but before we do i want to cover an item on the agenda for that special session that we're just discussing the potential to adopt the 2022 Federal Section 179 depreciation schedule as it existed on January 1st, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, as it existed on on January 1st, 2022. Um, So Section 179 allows businesses to deduct the entire purchase price of new or used equipment up to $1.08 million dollars In 2022, instead of taking the depreciation over its designated useful life, Uh, the state last adopted the January 1, 2009, Section 179, so 13 years ago, I guess, um, which capped the deduction at $25,000. Mike Wickline with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette wrote about this in Sunday's paper. You can certainly read more about it there. Um, there is an issue, Uh, this is an issue that, uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau has championed for quite some time. Um, we've heard praise for the legislature, um, you know, around our office today, but Mark, is there, there's been a change. I think as I'm, as I'm reading this, as I wrote this yesterday, we were talking about the potential to adopt this. Has there been, is there an update there?
2: Yeah. So there is an update. Um, I guess whenever the, uh, adjournment was, Today somewhere around the ten o'clock and uh, mm-hmm. I just saw that the governor's actually signed signed the bill into law, so <laughs> we are good to go for the tax All year. Right. All that right.
1: is uh very nice. Breaking news. dude, first time on the podcast.
2: Yeah, breaking news breaking news. news. How put about a, that? Put a sign on this for uh, breaking news now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you put on a tie and bam. Stuff just happened. I yeah. know it. Like, <laughs> hey, um, um, I should take it to the bank. Stanley <laughs> and
1: Jared, if you're listening to this, please take note. <laughs> we get Mark on this team, and all of a sudden, stuff starts happening, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, congrats to you and, and yeah. Philip and Stanley and Katrina and Hannah and uh, Jared for making this happen. I know. I know you guys have have been working, and even before you're on this team, um, I think this goes back. Um, to a tax act in 2017. Um, but anyway, so this has been moving for a long time. Arkansas Farm Bureau has long been a champion for this.
2: Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, our members, like they've they've tried to, I guess, put us more in line with federal federal regulation as well. Uh-huh. Rather than it be two different tax, you fill out your Arkansas tax return, and then you fill out your federal tax return, and it's two complete opposite things. And you, so... Uh, this has been a long, long time coming. I think I've been at Farm Bureau for seven years, and I've heard it seven years is running, so <laughs> yeah. to more align it.
1: Well, if, for anybody who does, so I gave a whole by, a whole bunch of um, sort of lingo and, and, and jargon here, um, but for anybody who doesn't know, uh, can you give us two sentences on, on what this means for farmers?
2: Uh I guess the first sentence is it's great and the next <laughs> sentence is it's wonderful. Yeah. Um I guess really and truly I mean, you know if you if you purchase a piece of equipment, you're going to be able to take take your depreciation but it would be over a 5 year time span. Mm. Where this section 179 comes into play is you can take it all within the first year. Okay. So one um it's a it's I mean you take your depreciation in year 1 mm-hmm. if you bought the piece of equipment in 2022 but on the on the next side of it as a tax preparer or somebody that's that's preparing your taxes every year it's going to save them a considerable amount of time possibly you know I was talking to a farmer he prepares taxes he was saying two probably 2 hours just on the Arkansas return alone extra
1: wow. which means um, dollars back in the pocket for fees for an accountant uh, as well for farmers
2: yep so i mean it's a it's a big big deal
1: so yeah well that's cool i know we've got um a thank you post to legislators and the governor out on social media um i know we're going to be sending out a legislative update email that sort of recaps the entire general session but this is certainly the headline of that Uh, that's going out uh, in the morning at eight so um yeah pay attention and uh catch up you know, if you if you don't know all the details of this, um, it's a pretty pretty big deal, right?
0: Awesome. Well, I've uh, I've got a story about getting veterans involved in farming. Okay. Uh, specifically, specialty crops. The Arkansas Department of Agriculture and Farm Credit Associations of Arkansas are partnering to provide a one thousand dollar Homegrown by Heroes scholarship to military veterans and active members uh, military personnel. To attend the Center for Arkansas Farm and Foods Farm School, uh, also referred to as CAF. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot about CAF on this show. Yeah. Um, uh, but for those who don't know, CAF is an 11 month program at the Milo Schultz Ag Research and Extension Center on the U of A campus in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. The farm school combines hands on specialty crop farming and, with classes in production business, and legal issues through classroom instruction and hands-on field activities. Uh, funding for the scholarship is provided by Farm Credit, and applications are due by September 1st. So the the 2023 program starts in January, with classes and farm work scheduled for approximately 20 hours per week, Monday through Thursday. Okay. The scholarships are affiliated with Homegrown by Heroes and Arkansas Department of Ag, a uh, program that helps farmer veteran market v- veterans market their local agriculture products by labeling them as veteran produced. Um, we've covered uh, the the homegrown by hero stuff quite a bit with uh, several video stories, and um, it's a good program. Yeah, and there's a lot of lot of uh, a lot of great uh, operations around the state taking advantage of that. Our
1: YouTube um, YouTube channel is where you catch it. that. Yes. okay.
0: Yes, and, and we try to tie that in with our own Vets for Ag uh, mm-hmm. initiative that we have that, that we've done. But uh, if you know someone um, that that would be interested, visit agriculture.arkansas.gov.
1: All right. That sounds sounds like a cool program. Um, yeah, we have covered calf a couple times, a couple video stories on that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks for bringing that.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's take a break and uh, learn a little bit more about an uh, annual Farm Bureau membership. All Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support and much more, you can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com.
1: Mark, did you know that uh, your $40 annual Farm Bureau membership, I'm sure you remember, uh, contributes to the work being done in your local community, like the School Backpack Program that we talked about just a few minutes ago and on on the vine this week? You can start start helping feed children in your community this week with an annual Farm Bureau membership, and you can join today at ARFB.com.
2: Jason, I did know that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe because we went over it a minute ago, but... (laughs) It, uh, uh, no i I know everything. I know that every all the member benefits. You're, I was, you're a company man. Yeah, I was a member long before I bought insurance. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's
1: I, that's the way to do it. That's that's our favorite kind of member. You know
2: exactly. Pay the forty dollars and and you get. You get all sorts of member benefits, free ice skating for you and your family. Yeah, so. how about it? All right. Well, uh,
1: let's let's get on back to the news. Uh, the USDA has issued its 19th crop progress report, and I'm glad we have you here for this, um, uh, the 22 2022 growing season this week. And we've got a roundup of that data. First, let's talk about soil moisture, a topic we've covered a few times um, this year on the podcast. Uh, that's an improved situation overall in the state. Although we're still seeing more than 40% of topsoil in a moisture deficit, uh, the subsoil picture is a bit bleaker with more than 50% short of the need of moisture. Uh, We do have some rain chances across the state next week. I was looking at the radar right before we kicked off. Uh, So we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. The corn crop uh, quality is below average for the state with only 60% rated as good to excellent. And within that number, only 10% is excellent. Uh, This is probably a result of temperatures and drought. Mark, you can tell us a little bit more about that. But I've heard rumors of some some corn cutting going on around the Grand Prairie, at least. Um, Absolutely. If you've started harvesting, uh, let us know in the comments. And uh, Matthew Magnifal probably will want to come and come and see you. Uh, Moving on to soybeans, a bit a bit better with 64% uh, rated good to excellent. Uh, putting it above average on the national scale, still only 14% of the crop is rated as excellent uh, this week. Rice is faring uh, better than both of those with 73% of the crop rated good to excellent. According to the report, about 6% of the rice crop was mature. 73% was headed at the beginning of this week. Uh, we're sure to see some rice harvest starting soon. Mark, any predictions
2: on when that may be? Um, I know breaking news, but okay. uh, soybean. I uh, think yeah, there was a field of soybean harvested two weeks ago. Really? Yep. Down south Arkansas.
1: Yeah. So, huh? Like yeah. Deshae or further?
2: uh down around Deshay. okay so all right well, so there we go. i think uh i think some people try to get their picture on the front page of the of the local newspapers <laughs> trying to get the first uh first load of rice in so uh,
1: you know i haven't been down to uh i haven't been down to Deshay county in a while and uh yeah i haven't seen a brown soybean yet so yeah.
2: so it was they were they were planted back in february and they were harvested so
1: yeah I talked to somebody in Monroe County yesterday, who is they're, they say they're probably still a few weeks out from corn, but um, but you know, I mean, I know people are, are cutting it already or yeah. close to it. Trying to trying depend to get, on if you're drying it, I guess.
2: Yeah, trying to get some of those early early uh, premiums on the basis. Trying yeah, going into the mills, but I mean, they're drying it down, delivering it. So.
1: Yeah. All right, so there's good good opportunity, huh? If you're if you can get out there and get it done early,
2: absolutely chomping at the bit to get out there and, <laughs> and cut the corn.
1: You think? All right, so not not on topic, but do you think we'll be done before Thanksgiving this year, uh, I or is that remain to be seen? You know the
2: the big goal, uh, kind of the I guess uh, time frame most people try to look at is first day of deer season. They want to have all the all the equipment in the shed and, and head on to deer camp. Yeah. But, right. Yeah, if uh if they're still harvesting around Thanksgiving, uh don't don't go around.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I remember specifically uh and I don't think he would mind, so I'll say it. Uh Joe Thrash a few years ago was like after New Year's. But he was still going. Yeah. That was that year it was so wet oh, uh, yeah. during harvest. And that um, was a mess. Maybe eighteen? I don't know 17 18 17 18, 18 something like yeah. that I think it was so you know anything can happen I we guess don't, we, if, we don't we don't ever wanna, on wood.
2: yeah we don't want to go back to those days no, there, was, no there was a lot of damage and a lot of real wet crops man <laughs> all right well let's round let's round
1: out with a livestock report only four percent is rated excellent uh this is a this is a true true travesty uh only four percent rated excellent in the state and the hay outlook is pretty bad too and has been for a while. Um, if you'd like to read the report that our team put out in collaboration with the U of A, uh, we went over this report, um, pretty thoroughly last week on the podcast, but if you happen to miss it, uh, we've got some good numbers on there that tells you why the rain that we've received is not really helpful to hay farmers and livestock producers in the state because they've already started to get into that winter supply. Uh, hay quality is down. Hay price is up. Um, and we're seeing coal cow sales up at least twenty percent in the state. So anyway, all that data and 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 information is in that report. You can check all that out at ARFB.com. dot com, and uh, yeah, find out.
2: Jason, find I thought, out more. I thought this was going to be the good news of the day. Uh, <laughs> you, well, we, we started off on a high note, and you and you really drug us. Well, all you know, down we
1: here. aren't covering it. I'm sure you've already seen this, Mark, but we we aren't covering it. But. Uh, Inventory looks to be down. Acres in the state look to be down. So I don't know if that'll will that be good for commodity. I should ask the economist I mean, it's supply for commodity de- practice or supply our prices, and demand right? here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> of, uh low. I guess low supply, high demand, you're going to see your price. $17 beans, Mark Mark Lambert, sell it No, I, I'm not in the speculatory market. <laughs> I, would,
1: I would be on Wall Street. So. <laughs> all right, Brian, what do you, well, it, what do you have
0: for You us? know, it hadn't all been bad news, but uh, we'll wrap up the news for the day with a partnership between USDA and the U of A Division of Ag. Mm-hmm. The U of A System, Division of Ag, and the USDA are teaming up to provide taxpayer education to farmers and ranchers. The partnership aims to provide resources for educators and tax professionals who work with rural and agricultural clients as well. The first phase is focused on agriculture-oriented taxpayer education, Mm -hmm. an effort called the Taxpayer Education and Asset Protection Initiative. The second phase is focused on outreach for the Conservation Reserve Programs Transition Incentives Program. It, you see, Mark I always get the real long titles on everything. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a USDA. program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alphabet soup. <suit. laughs> exactly. <laughs> well,
0: this helps with access to land for beginning and socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. Mm. Many producers don't know that USDA program funds they receive for conservation contracts, disaster assistance payments, and pandemic relief are taxable income. And they need need help with short and long-term business planning associated with their program payments, according to the USDA. So this project will also include a suite of online resources for producers, continuing education opportunities for tax attorneys and CPAs, as well as cooperative agreement funding and training opportunities for stakeholder organizations.
1: Nice. So I think, I think I read that Ron Rainey is developing the pr- curriculum in the first phase of this, and uh, probably might want to include something about that new uh, Section 179 in there. Let mm-hmm. CPAs know. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
2: I, uh, I, it's. I guarantee it's on their radar. I mean, yeah, you filled out a federal tax return on your federal stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you've done that, but yeah. you get to the Arkansas side, and it's uh, yeah, they're scratching some numbers out. Yeah. But now it's, it's, it's uh, money back to them.
1: Yeah. Well, that's Michael. that's good stuff. Good one. That's a good one, uh,
2: and a big deal. I,
1: uh, USDA chose University of Arkansas uh, to partner here, so uh, nice to have that program sort of living at home here. Well, it is my extreme honor to officially welcome. We've had him had him chatting with us throughout the show, but my friend and the newest director of State Government Relations and Public Affairs uh, to the Arkansas EyeCast, Mark Lambert, also new dad. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Both new, so yeah, I know all kinds of new going on in your yeah, world. A lot of new. Yeah. Well, um, f- yeah. First of all, thanks for thanks for joining us. I want to have you on the show to talk about a, a, a little bit about your new role. Um, now that you've been with Arkansas for Arkansas Farm Bureau for a number of years, seven, I think you mentioned earlier. Um, but that time has also been spent in the role of economist and check off uh administrator uh so this is kind of a new new look for you so um but before we get there I'm interested can you tell me a little bit about um you know how you began your career in agriculture and eventually made it here to Farm Bureau
2: yeah so um i guess how how I began my career in agriculture is uh, one. I came from a rural part of the state in Stuttgart, Arkansas. Yeah, born
1: in Stuttgart.
2: Born and raised First Stuttgart. First check on the list. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the rice and duck and mosquito capital of the world. So, uh, you know, uh, growing up in Stuttgart, you know, I always, uh, I was always outside working on farms. Uh, this isn't child child labor law here, but I think I started working on farms when I was twelve um, barely big enough to hold shovels. So, yeah. um, I did that and then, um, went all through high school, kind of focused on ag, uh, knew I wanted to go into ag business, uh, started, I went to the university of Arkansas, got into ag, uh, majored in ag business. Um, I actually received a couple scholarships from Arkansas farm bureau for being an Arkansas farm bureau, member
1: oh, okay. so um
2: yeah so um within that ag college and they kind of helped me along and i guess get get to my career mastered in uh economics and then i was working on a a large row crop farm in east arkansas for i think nine years uh Mm -hmm. it was a, a rice farm and then we would do conservation work uh getting ready for duck season and then um Got out of college, went to go work for a John Deere dealership. So kind of felt my way around the farm community, Yeah, uh, made a couple of relationships out there, uh, then left there, went to go work at Riceland Foods. And interestingly enough, I was in their sustainability program kind of on the ground floor. And a really, I guess, being on the ground floor of that program, you kind of saw the ins and outs and what the whole entire company and so um it was pretty interesting there and uh seven years ago i came to arkansas farm bureau and uh
1: here i am so yeah good deal well we're we're i mean obviously glad to have you uh you and i got to work together a little bit before i came to farm bureau absolutely I'm, i'm curious what do you remember your first job on the farm you talk about being out there when you could barely carry a shovel.
2: Yeah. So I was uh I was putting in Levy Gates. Oh. And so uh my brother and I and my parents kinda saw it as uh, you know, in the summertime we weren't just gonna sit inside and watch T V. <laughs> yeah. And if we wanted to have any money to do anything, uh huh, uh they were like, Well, you can go get a job. And yeah. so uh I was pulling weeds for in a flower beds for a while and I said man this is not fun at all. <laughs> uh my back hurts. I was Yeah. And so a guy approached us and we started putting in levy gates and we put in levy gates all in for the same same person for I guess till I was probably 18, 18 really? 19. So wow. Did you start a business like Oh, wow. So, you like <laughs> uh like, yeah, I, I it was no Lambert's Levy Gates or something yeah, like that. Lambert's whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever needed to be yeah, done, Yeah, whatever needed to be done. So
1: luckily, you got out right before pigweed. Yeah, so you didn't have to hoe any pigweed. Yeah, out. that wouldn't have been fun at all. So
2: <laughs> I would have, I would have uh, chose elsewhere. Brian,
1: were you were you f- fresh to agriculture when you came here? Did you spend any time on a farm? I, I, I spent time okay. on a farm. Growing did up. you really? Yeah. So I, do you remember? That, oh, that time and sort of your your first so you where you grew up in the western side of the state. Yes. Cattle ranching, huh? Yes. Yeah.
0: And it was uh dairy farm. Oh dairy uh, or dairy yeah. farm, yeah. And I my my first ag jobs were at some of my first jobs, period. Uh huh. baling hay. Yeah. Um throwing hay bales. Throwing hay bales catching hay bales yeah uh, stacking hay bales (laughs) a couple of times got forgot i was up on top of it in the barn you know like (laughs) hey don't lock me in here yeah Uh, yeah and uh feeding cows yeah helping milk cows and oh wow you you were in the gamut
1: then i was yeah yeah
0: it was and other duties as a sign other duties (laughs) as a sign that's right that's right
1: well i did not grow up on a farm i grew up in the in San francis county but didn't grow up on a farm my my great-grandfather and, and all my uncles were farmers and we went every once in a while, so visiting a farm is really all i ever did and i wouldn't call it a job but if i had to say my first job on a farm it was um uh, smashing cotton in the cotton trailer Ooh. which was really we thought we were just playing and wrestling and doing whatever really we were you know pushing that cotton down to make more room yep so that was my that was my first job. <laughs> Drove a combine for about thirty seconds, and that was before GPS. So. Yeah, and
2: Tore a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And everything else,
1: exactly. So, well, I guess we better get better get back on topic. Well, all right. So, what makes you? So, we talked about your new role in government affairs and on Stanley's team. What makes you well suited to take on a role uh, working with legislators to advocate for agriculture?
2: So, um, kind of. I guess really why I I guess I took on the role um, or I I wanted to take on the role is working with some of the checkoff boards as their state agencies. Um, I've been down there a few times, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going in front of either review or audit or whatever it needed to be. I, I would always go in there and, you know, the first time. Uh, you could probably hear the crackle in my voice and I was probably shaking a little (laughs) too much. Yeah, But uh, you know, after a while, I kind of got, I got really comfortable and probably four or five years ago, we started going down there and testifying on economic numbers and uh, looking at, looking at different, you know, impacts to rural Arkansas. And um, it, and I kind of, I got really comfortable with it and really and truly why I wanted to take on the role is just, one I know this will sound a little cheesy, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, give back to an organization that's given me something. So, um, I couldn't like myself, I couldn't go into agriculture just due to the fact that the high cost of inputs and the high cost of, uh, getting into ag. And so, you know, where, where could I help? Mm Uh, and so being, being at this organization and where would I be, you know, I guess have more exposure to, to the membership Mm -hmm. and where could I be helpful, Mm -hmm. uh, the most. And so, uh, I decided, you know, I think this would be a good opportunity. Um, I could help out and plus. I mean, I feel, um, you know, I have a great understanding of, of, agriculture as a whole and kind of what right. the rule what the real world looks like yeah you know my wife always jokes at me and whenever we go down to stuttgart she we're we're driving through town or uh i go to hazen or wherever it may be and we always uh everybody waves at each other and she's like how do you know everybody down here <laughs> yeah. and so i'm like you know it's uh that's just uh real way of life I, you yeah know, really right. what their vehicles look like you know what they're oh, doing on the weekends so. <laughs> yeah yeah um and that's what and that's really why i decided to take on that role so yeah
1: well i think yeah i know i know that team's gonna be glad to have you the, the one of the things you didn't mention that i i get to work with you on some is is media uh media relations they're working with the media to sort of still tell that uh rather economic story uh to folks so you become a good you, you develop really well as a as a clear communicator and uh being able to explain and and paint the picture of, of why something matters to our, our agriculture or why, why it could impact agriculture. You've done a good job. You were just, we mentioned last week on the show, um, the reporter from the London times who was here, you, you sat down and uh, gave him sort of a, an economic landscape of yep. Arkansas agriculture. And, you know, you've done a, you've really uh, done a great job of that. And I know that certainly aspect of your career will be an asset to, um, to Stanley's team, are you going to keep your side hustle of selling your duck hole coordinates? Uh,
2: No, Uh, no. (laughs) No one can have my (laughs) duck hole coordinates. I make sure. If uh, you don't know,
1: Mark has all these... Uh, dug holes like like penned and uh, he'll brag about them often. But uh, yeah, you'll never get those. you'll never <laughs> see him <them>.
2: pry <laughs> them from my dead cold hands.
1: <laughs> like two two factor authentication for that app on his phone. Yeah, make sure
2: every time I turn my phone in, it's completely wiped. <laughs>
1: <loose>. <laughs> well, this week you launch you launched in feet first. I would say um, with a special session, um, and of course. Uh, we've got a general session coming around the corner in January. But um, tell me what that was like. You know, did you did you learn anything? Experience anything unique? Uh, you know, how how was that spending the your first few days on this job down at the Capitol?
2: Yeah. So I, I guess really, I guess the governor set out in his call, and he set out income tax, the school safety, the um, and. Really, I guess just income tax in general, corporate uh-huh. tax, individual, and then Section one seventy nine and your school funds. And um, you know the the neat thing was is uh, you go down there and you kind of know the process a little bit, but mm-hmm. in the special session, it it kind of felt like everybody was uh really trying to get out of there as fast as possible, get yeah. uh, get things done, so they can all go back home. Um, so I guess you, I a fast it was really fast paced you know yeah. we were walking up the stairs to the to the house one day and uh they just adjourned about 30 minutes after they gaveled in and then um it was a straight line straight through there and uh looked at looked at philip and it's like i don't think we're gonna get through here we might as well just go and walk back down so it's yeah uh you know you i guess learn a few things and everybody's yeah. down there just trying to Trying to get things done for to better our Kansans. Yeah.
1: So, well, to prove to your point, I mean, they passed that legislation this morning, and uh, I mean, the government the governor signed it before we started this podcast at two o'clock. Yep. So, um, it, you brought up an important point. There was there was really an income tax or a, a tax bill all in one, right? Right. So, if you go looking for Section one seventy nine. It's not going to be a standalone thing. Is that right, right? right? It's it's part of this overall right tax so, approach.
2: Yeah. It was uh, Representative Jett. He uh, he was on the House side, and uh, Senator Dismang was on the Senate side, and it was all all in one bill. So yeah, it had the tax cuts, the credit, uh, temporary credit, and then your Section one seventy nine. So okay, um, you know, you can thank for all three right there yeah so okay all right well good to know well if a farmer
1: rancher, or other industry member wants to get involved um with the work that you and in the government affairs public affairs government relations public affairs team does uh how can how can they do that
2: so i guess uh really go to uh i guess one become a member
1: there you go uh, pay your 40
2: dollars right. and uh get involved in the county um right now you know we have our policy development process going on Mm -hmm. to where we develop our policy. It goes to resolutions. It's vetted uh, by the resolutions committee. And then it goes to our annual convention and Mm -hmm. it's adopted in our policy in which um, I guess some people call it our policy book. Most people call it our Bible. Uh, So uh, that's what, that's what we can get it, I guess, get involved in. And, you know, somebody from Chico County, Uh, problems, you know, they have holes in the roads and, uh, trying to get access to the, to the elevators. Um, people get frustrated throwing rocks from 18 wheelers. Uh, Yeah. Whatever it may be, you know, those problems in Chico County may be the same in Miller County, maybe the same in Craighead, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. um, in Benton County. So everybody's problems are the same, uh, with, even though we're all from different, I guess, Places in Arkansas or yeah. different walks of life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the neat thing about our our process here at Farm Bureau. And like, I mean, if a farmer and rancher wants to get involved, go to the counties, uh, go to the county offices. You know, get involved. It's it's, I guess, uh, get get on a county board uh, and stay involved. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the, where you can make the biggest impact.
1: Yeah, when somebody. When you get a call from somebody like Mark asking you to call that legislator and let them know why why a certain topic matters or how it impacts you, make that phone call. You yeah. know, send that email. Do do what it takes. Um, well, and I we're, know we're right
0: that? in the middle of our policy development process right now right? yeah we just really kicked off that season you know before we even make it to resolutions so we're we're meeting on the county level right now That's, so
1: yeah a lot going on there yeah. i mean we're working uh, brian and i and the rest of the pr team we're working right now on a, a road safety campaign called cultivating safe roads that was a result of public public uh, or of policy right in in december at, yep. at state convention uh jackson county i believe yep introduced a, a policy that that I that requested a PR campaign addressing farm equipment and road safety. Absolutely. I it mean, a, you know, I mean, to your point, I mean, this could be the topics are kind of yeah pretty endless, and so we've we've done that. We're doing that. You yeah, know?
2: it was a a sprayer, uh, agricultural sprayer pulls out on a highway and gets rear ended by rear ended by a car or mm-hmm. something, and uh, that's kind of where that policy came from. Is you know, one it uh, it helps out everybody. It you know. The ag community, the sprayers don't go seventy miles an hour. They go yeah. maybe 30, 40 miles an hour yeah. if you're lucky. So yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, well, good. I, I appreciate you sharing how how folks can get involved. Well, uh, let's have a little bit of fun before we get out of here. Uh, just few few short weeks away from football season. Uh, I know I know you've been thinking about that. Uh, you're a U of A graduate. Uh, and an avid fan, I would call you. you, have a huge photo canvas of the field right behind your desk. Absolutely. So I'm just curious, what's your, uh, what's your prediction for the Razorbacks this year?
2: Uh, I was actually just having that conversation. Um, yeah. We have the soybean board auditor in here and he's <laughs> he's an avid Razorback fan as well. And Okay. Uh, you know, he was saying eight wins and I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, get into the Kool-Aid and I'm, <laughs> i'm uh i'm searching for 10 oh my goodness so all right i i I think we'll be uh we'll be pretty good
1: yeah well sam Pittman earned himself a uh an extension in the off season it's not a sports podcast but sometimes we try and pretend like it is one uh All right, so 10 wins. Yeah. All right, mark it down. Yeah, but... um, August 11th.
2: Yeah, uh, ask me about four wins in if we've... uh, (laughs) Or four four losses
1: in. What did did somebody tell me the other day that they predict the Razorbacks will be undefeated when Alabama comes to town?
2: Hmm. I don't know. we got a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, Yeah. so So
1: we'll see. We'll see.
2: The the schedule makers really don't like us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well... Last question, you're a new dad, and I'm curious, what's your favorite part, or you can tell me sort of the biggest challenge, the biggest life change <laughs> uh, being a dad so far?
2: Yeah, so uh, I don't know if it's, a, I guess, a challenge or whatever. It's just kind of juggling the schedules. Yeah. Uh, I guess my favorite thing, and uh, my wife kind of gets jealous of me. I feed her every night and put her down. It's the last time. Yeah. I guess whenever, until morning. And so she'll always fall asleep on me and then i put her down, <laughs> uh, wake up in the morning. Uh, she's usually pretty happy in the mornings, Yeah, but, yeah. uh, she'll start cooing and you can talk to her and yeah. like, I mean, my wife says I don't pay any attention to her anymore and I just sit there and sing to her, <laughs> just to play with to her and with the baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you look like well rested. I yes. mean, you must not have the night shift.
2: No, she uh, she she took after her mother, so she sleeps all night. Uh, <laughs> the, the biggest challenge was those three a.m. wake up calls, and then you go in there feed her. It's four o'clock. Your alarm goes off at five, and yeah, and that's uh that's, that's a tough. Rough. Yeah, it's man. tough.
1: I don't know how many times I've fallen asleep. And your grandfather, so you oh yeah, through this recent oh well you six, got six a times, new times baby over six yeah days. yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember going in to feed or change a diaper or something in the middle of the night and waking up oh. in that chair, like, "Oh, how did I get here?" I yeah. D- <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was just up there uh, a few days ago. Yeah, um, she's three weeks old, and oh, uh, my goodness, sleeping on my chest. It was great. Yeah. So are you
1: a hand, are you a hands-on grandfather? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Your diaper change diaper changes. Everything.
0: Yeah, I, I, I let, uh, I let Star do the. The diapers when i was up there this last time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <I've> <laughs> oh, you're one of those yeah. guys no i i've it's I'd, still form it's
1: still formula or milk yeah i like you know, dove that's right in
0: and, and done them and you know walked out and look around and you're like yeah sm- oh <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah i've done all that for yeah. sure
1: what's your grandpa name gampy gampy yeah that's a pretty good one i've not yep. heard that one
0: we we are gampy and gammy so, yeah, okay, that's a pretty awesome. good one. Yeah, pretty good one. Yeah, uh, it's uh,
2: it's my parents' first, uh, very first grandchild. You, and,
1: oh, this is the first one.
0: Okay, yeah, we they are, all right, uh, so. uh,
2: completely. They just got back from Las Vegas, uh, I guess last week and they brought in a big sack of clothes for her <laughs> that they bought for her. It's like, of course, yeah, it's like just souvenir city around my house. <laughs> so
0: three changes a day pretty much some diamond studded onesies and yeah, <laughs> whatever she needs that's great. <laughs> so that's great
1: that's awesome man we're glad to hear it Well, uh brian do you have a uh this day in history for yeah sure? i
0: got a few right. um and as i was looking them up i'm like oh yeah i remember some of this stuff oh uh in 1994 this was the kickoff of the uh the Major League Baseball uh, strike, the labor strike that they had.
1: You say nineteen ninety four, my head goes straight to music.
2: Yeah, and my I'm head like, goes true. straight to the nineteen ninety four national championship.
0: Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. all three right. It was three a, people, three It was, a, it was a good year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except for baseball, you know, it was, oh, that you was know, we didn't have yeah, a World, the World Series. Was that the was a big deal. Yeah, but uh, also baseball. Uh, Babe Ruth in nineteen twenty nine, he hit his five hundredth career home run.
1: Okay, this is the second five hundredth career home run that we've talked yeah, about on the show. Is. Hank Aaron was Hank before, Aaron. I think.
0: Yep. Uh, Carl Lewis uh, became yep. the third track and field athlete to win four gold medals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in '84 and uh, 1964, um, the Beatles' uh, their feature film "Hard Days Night" premiered, um, and that was kind of their. It's now considered a, a classic, but. Was another Uh, national championship year, yeah,
1: for football. That was the last football, wasn't it? It It was
0: great. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't around then. (laughs) I was. I don't know that you were around for '94. I was four. Okay, all right. So you were there.
0: I wasn't around then either. I may look it, but I wasn't around.
1: (laughs) Did you go see Hard Days Night?
0: I I did not. um, Okay. Were you not? Are you? I did see. Oh yeah. Okay. I did see 1964 okay as the beatles they're a beatles cover band oh mm-hmm. uh, man they're incredible really look and sound just like them they're oh, awesome i had to watch Dude, for them yeah, to they come used to, through they used to tour around the state all the time they probably still do. I was say i bet you they play in walnut
1: ridge walnut ridge yeah. is sort of locked into that uh identity as with the beatles yeah. since they had to oh, land yeah, there on accident right,
0: right um and uh last one i had the this day i couldn't believe it um, when it happened but a uh, In uh, 2014, this is when Robin Williams died.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I was
0: 14. It was was, yeah. It was in 2014. Man, I feel like that was like 2018.
2: Yeah, it it? seems like it just happened.
0: It just eight years ago. Time flies when you're
2: having fun. That's right,
1: for sure. Uh, Mark, thanks you. uh, Thank you for uh, making time to be with us today.
2: Yeah, thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed it. Brian. Thanks
1: for picking up the extra workload. Yeah. As always. Pleasure. You always do a fantastic job.
0: It's lots of fun.
1: Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, Thanks for following along with the Arkansas AdCast. We're grateful to you for taking the time to watch us and listen.
0: Yeah. And remember you can uh, listen and you can catch the live stream every Thursday at 2 PM on Facebook and YouTube uh, and Vimeo and uh, make sure that you turn on your notifications. So you'll get a notice when we go live. As always, you can listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah,
1: so happy Friday if you're listening. Uh, The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau, hosted by me, Jason Brown, and today, Brian Pistol, with our guest, Mark Lambert. Our show is produced by Brian Pistol and Matthew Magdafrau. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, see you next week. Thanks.